Hello and welcome to the Pinoy Patriarch Project Podcast. I am your host, Mike Pana. Uh, if it's your first time joining us, this podcast is designed to empower and educate every Filipino and Filipino-American man out there who wants to become a better leader in their home life, their family life, their professional workplace life, as well as their community life. All right, in this podcast episode, this will be a solo episode where I'll be sharing some of my thoughts regarding masculinity. Again, I'm no authority on this. I'm not some kind of, you know, authority on all things masculine, but I am a guy who's been on this earth for 38 years, <laughs> now over 38 years. I am a husband and father of three Pinoy boys, and I do have some ideas and some perspectives as to what it means to be a man. Things that I don't think are discussed on other uh, manhood or manosphere channels, especially as it regards us being men, as Filipino men. So in this episode, I want to talk about some of the misconceptions of what it means to be a man. Because in the Filipino community, especially when I was growing up, I was told so many things by both my parents and elders in my community as to what a real man was. All right, now that I'm 38 years old, I'm realizing that while these elements that they spoke of have some truth to them. They don't in and of themselves make one a man. They might be elements of manhood, but they don't by themselves, in and of themselves, make a man a man, (laughs) right? So I want to talk about these misconceptions and then go into some clarifications as to what I believe a man is and what we need to define a man as. All right, so the first misconception, and I'm sure many of you probably have this experience growing up if you're a Pinoy like me, um, is that if you are a religious man, if you go to church on Sunday, if you read your Bible, if you are a prayerful man, then you are a true man. Okay, and that is not entirely true. Now, just to give you some background, I was raised in a very devout Catholic home, uh, with a Catholic school, with a Catholic education most of my life, in fact, and very active um, in the faith in my teens, my young adulthood. And now I am a practicing Catholic still and trying to uh, give my sons the foundation of that faith uh, to make sure that they're moral, upright men, okay, religious men, strong men. Uh, But that all being said, being a prayerful man, I tell my sons this as well, just because you pray a lot doesn't necessarily make you more of a man. Just because you go to church every Sunday, in fact, or even daily, it doesn't make you a man. And now why do I say this? Because as a Filipino-American man, as a guy who grew up in Filipino-American Catholic church communities growing up, I can tell you that there was a lot of effeminate, weak men who thought they were men just because they prayed the rosary, just because they went to mass. And it doesn't make them men. I'm not talking just about effeminacy in the sense of uh, being feminine. I'm talking about it from, in fact, St. Thomas Aquinas' definition, which is effeminacy is defined as when a man fails to do what is right because they rather do what is easier and more pleasurable. And I saw so, and I still see it, so many soft, weak, Filipino-American guys who talk about manhood and discipline and virtue and masculinity, but frankly, they can't even see their toes. Frankly, they can't help carry a heavy box up for their wife. If there's an emergency in the middle of the night and there's a, there's a burglar downstairs, they would not know the first thing as to what to do to protect their family. Just because you're a prayerful man does not make you a masculine man. It makes you a disciplined man. I will give you that. It makes you a more uh, spiritual man and which is beneficial because it's important for every man to know that they are not the be all end all in their life, that there's something above them that governs things, right? I think that's important for us as men, but it doesn't make you a man in and of itself. Just because you go to mass daily, just because you pray all the time does not make you a masculine man. It doesn't make you a strong man. It doesn't make you a capable man or even a competent man. It means that you are a prayerful man. Nothing wrong with that. 
but it is not in of itself define you as a man. And it doesn't mean that you're more of a man. Because again, I can tell you, man, dozens of situations, even now, where I see so many Filipino American men taking the easy road, being lazy physically and financially and emotionally because they say, hey, well, my life is all about the spiritual. I don't need that other stuff. I don't need to be strong. I don't need to be fit. I don't need to be a protector. I don't need to be courageous. I would say you're wrong. We'll get to that later. Okay, so that's the first misconception. The second misconception is that the more money you make, the more of a man you are. Now, let's get something straight. Money is important. I'm trying to level up in all aspects of my life. Money is one of those aspects, right? Money is a tool. It is not good or bad. It is simply a tool that a man can use to impact the world around them, for better or for worse, okay? It's a tool that we as fathers and husbands utilize to provide a better quality of life for those under our care, our wives and our children. I am trying to level up financially in my life. Money is important, but it does not define your masculinity. It does not mean that you are more of a man simply because of the fact that you make a lot of money. I can think of half a dozen right now at the top of my head of men who make a Filipino American men that I know personally that make a ton of money, but their lives are complete crap. Their wives won't talk to them because they're never home. Their kids don't even know who they are, right? They don't recognize who they are. They're constantly working, constantly making money, but their personal lives are complete crap, okay? It doesn't mean that they're good, virtuous men, okay? On the other side of the token, you got guys who make a lot of money. They're making a ton of money, but they're irresponsible with it. They don't know how to keep it and budget it and properly invest in it. A lot of these guys that I know making a lot of money have different families. They have multiple ladies in their life, and they're trying to provide for multiple families, all of which don't really respect him as a man. They simply see him as an ATM. Just because you make a lot of money does not mean you are a man. It makes you more capable as a man, for sure. For sure. Because you're able to impact, again, society around you, your own personal life, by providing and improving the quality of life of those around you. It does not make you a man. Okay? Third uh, misconception, a very common one uh, among Filipino-American men, and Filipino men, especially in the motherland, the more alcohol I can hold, the more I can drink, the more of a man I am. And this is not true, okay? This reminds me of a situation that happened to me three or four years ago. My wife and I, and my we only had one son at the time, we went to Disney World with her family and apparently my brother and my cousin and you know my other cousin from my kuya from the Philippines were in town. And they wanted to go down to Florida with us to Disney, okay? So we all went as a big, one giant family trip. My family and my wife's family. And my kuya, who I look up to, um, he is a former military guy in the Philippines, turned executive protection specialist. The dude's a total badass, um, very successful in his field as a security operations uh, uh, individual. And, you know, he was in town. He went to Disney with us and he wanted to take me out drinking. And I was kind of reluctant, a little hesitant, because as much as I look up to him, as as much as I wanted to go see him, because I never see him, I don't drink. If you know me personally, I'm not a drinker. I never have been. I never will be. And he wanted to take me drinking. But I said, listen, if I just have one beer with him, that's enough, right? So sat down. We went to the bar, my cousin, my brother, myself, and him. And we had our drinks. I had one beer. And he tried to get me a shot of whiskey. And I said, hey, uh, Kuya, I can't do that. And he laughed at me thinking I was kidding. And I said, no, man, I really can't. You can ask my brother. I don't drink. This is this beer is already more than I can take. And he looked so confused and so disappointed in that he looked at me like I, I, he thought I could handle more of it. That I was more of a man than 
that I was be able to hold uh, hold my liquor. And he's kind of disappointed that I wasn't as manly, quote unquote, in his eyes. I could see it in his face, that disappointment. Because in the traditional Filipino culture, being able to drink a lot defined your masculinity. We can see how that's resulted in a lot of toxic relationships, a lot of toxic behavior among Pinoys in our community, as well as a lot of violence and generational trauma can all be traced to some form of alcoholism or substance abuse in our community. Not good. All right, guys, if you are coping with your problems by hitting the bottle, that doesn't help you and it doesn't make you more of a man. It just makes you distracted and it makes you addicted. So being able to hold your liquor does not make you a man. Also, another misconception, being able to sleep with a lot of women makes you a man. This really stems from the old school Filipino tribal belief because back in the day, in the ancient times, think like Lapu-Lapu era, you know, old school pre-Hispanic era, these tribal chieftains had harems of women. Having dozens upon dozens, if not hundreds of women at your sexual disposal was a sign of fertility. It was a sign of masculinity because it showed that you could have the wealth and the resources and prestige to provide for all of these women, to have all these women under you, okay? It was very common back in those days. And I can tell you right now, 2024, one, we know that wouldn't work out, <laughs> despite what the liberal left might try to show us with you know, polyamory and all this nonsense. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the long run. And we've seen multiple cases, and even in my own life, thankfully my father's not like this, but I can see, tell you all of the different titos in my life that have had extramarital affairs, families on the side, multiple women on the side, and how that has caused nothing but strife and generational trauma in their family line, okay? Being able to sleep with a lot of women does not make you a man. What makes you a man is having the strength, honor, fortitude, and grit to commit to one woman, to show devotion to one woman, to love one woman. I'm only, I've only been married for over seven years, but I can tell you right now, that takes way more work <laughs> than sleeping around. Being loyal and waking up to the next woman, the, the, the same woman next to you every single day, the same woman for years, day after day, shows commitment and strength and fortitude, not sleeping around, all right? So those are some misconceptions, and there's so many more, but I only have a certain amount of time. So let's talk about what it means to be a man, okay? I'm going to start off with talking about uh, a guy you should all check out his book, The Way of Men. His name is Jack Donovan. He is not Filipino. <laughs> He's a white guy, but his uh, book on the way of men has been embraced by men of all different cultures, different religions, because he gets to the nitty gritty of what it means to be a man, what it means to be masculine. Okay. He talks about the tactical virtues. There's four tactical virtues, regardless of time, space, era, culture, religion, creed, race. These four virtues transcend time. They transcend men from all different eras and different cultures because they really do form the foundation of what it means to be a man in pretty much every culture since the dawn of time. And these tactical virtues are strength, courage, mastery, and honor. Strength, meaning physical strength. A lot of people talk about emotional strength and spiritual strength. Those are important, but I've yet to meet a mentally or spiritually weak person that has a 600-pound deadlift, <laughs> right? Takes a lot of strength to do that. And that physical strength translates to your mental and spiritual fortitude, okay? Courage, the ability to run toward danger, the ability to do what is difficult and terrifying for the sake of your tribe, for the sake of your group, all right? Having courage. Mastery, being competent, having a skill. You could be the strongest, buffest, most courageous guy in your crew, but if you don't have any skills, <laughs> any mastery over a skill set or competency, you're not very valuable to your tribe or your society, 
right? And finally, honor. Now, a lot of us think about honor as this moral thing, but really honor is the way you are perceived in a group of men, right? Not the way women perceive you, but the way other men respect you, all right? What is your status within a group of men, all right? These are four virtues, four tactical virtues that he speaks of that transcend all cultures. And I feel that they really relate well to Filipino masculine culture because we can all define ourselves by strength, courage, mastery, and honor. All right. Now, these four virtues are not necessarily moral or amoral, immoral. They are simply virtues, right? Street gangs use these, right? Street gangs, military units use them, right? Fortune 500 companies use these virtues, what have you, okay? It's, it's not a good or bad thing. What it shows you are the four virtues that transcend all manly cultures, okay? And so, given those virtues, what's a more basic one? Being a biological man. I know, shocking, right? Being a biological man makes you a man in 2024, but it's true. You have to be a biological man and you have to understand the four tactical virtues. <laughs> That's the basis of what I'm talking about, okay? And again, I'm not gonna go harp on this. Go check out Way of Men by Jack Donovan. You know, learn about that. Definitely get the book. Very interesting read, okay? Now, using those virtues, however, you must, as a man, show responsibility and self-control over yourself. All right, this is something I have always struggled with. Um, you know, growing up, I had a temper, and even today, I got to keep my emotions in check a lot of the time, especially having to deal with the craziness of three little boys. Uh, <laughs> but it's important for us to use these virtues to show control over ourselves first. And once we're able to show control over ourselves, we can dominate our addictions, we can dominate our, our personal issues. Then we can go to the next phase, which is being a man as being a responsible individual who has responsibility over people under his care specifically his wife and his children and those that he aids and those that he supports. All right, so I'm probably going to make a part two to this or maybe make a, a different uh, episode on this altogether, but I think it's important to start here. Again, to be a man, you need to be a biological man, and you also need to make sure that you are understanding the concepts of strength, courage, mastery, and honor, okay? It's one thing, it's, and I'm taking this from the book Way of Men, you can be a good man or you could be good at being a man. And that's really what this podcast is about. It's not just about being a good man. It's about being good at being a man. And thanks again to Jack Donovan for that. And showing responsibility over ourselves as well as others under our care. All right, guys, I hope this podcast uh, inspired you and educated you. Please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Pinoy Patriarch Project. Thanks, guys. Bye.